0: Are listening to the Insert SEO Podcast, the podcast that a podcast at the Town Red with succulent search marketing insights. Today we are legit. We are going legit. White hat link building is on the table. Hike Sakiyan joins the podcast to share novel ways to build links offer value, and stay within Google's guidelines all at the same time. We are talking creative ways to build links and offer added value, how to think outside the box when it comes to link building, and how to use niche-level strategies to legitimately gain links. I am your host, Morty Oberstein, and I am not with the quietly-roaring, semi-spiteful, Sapir Cara Bello. In fact, this is an entirely different take on the In Search SEO podcast this week. We're doing a little bit of a pre-recorded um, intro, and then we'll go right into Hyksakion's tips about white hat link building. So we're not doing the first segment that we usually do, and we're not doing the news after the interview that we usually do, and we're not even doing the fun SEO send-off question that we do after that. A little bit disappointing. I understand I'm with you. I know. Tear, shed, it's okay. Again, this is a pre-recorded Little intro we're doing here, and then we're moving right into Hayek Sakian's tips on link building. Don't forget, you can find the Intro to SEO podcast on Stitcher, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, and wherever great podcasts are found. Of course, you can subscribe on iTunes and look for it on the Rank Ranger blog. Okay, so again, say it one more time. Little bit of a different format for you today. This is all pre recorded, and now we're going to go right into white hat link building how it's all possible, how to get creative. Here's Hike Sakian. Here comes another search marketing expert. It's time for an in-search interview. This is another in search SEO podcast interview session. Joining us today is a real Techie. He does not play one on TV. He's actually a real genuine software developer and entrepreneur. And he does it all with the power of code. He's one of those people who can tell you which iPhone case is the sturdiest and which robot garden wiener is the weediest of them all. He is Hike Sakyan. How are you?
1: Doing well. Thank you, Marty. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure
0: to have you. So you are the CTO and co-founder of Logic Inbound, and you also write reviews of tech products. How how did that happen?
1: Well, it's not that complicated with story. Basically, you know, we started an agency about five years ago, focused on SEO. And in the last couple of years, I was really thinking, you know, we're doing a lot of work with clients, building up their websites. But clients come and go over the years, and I realized you really got to build up some of your own assets uh, because you're probably the last person that's going to fire yourself. (laughs) Worst of (laughs) work. Um, so that was really my thinking of it and there's also, you know, with SEO, there's some things you probably don't want to risk on a client's website that, you know, it's really screw up. You, know, you don't want Google to ban your client or something because you tried something, you know, just to see how it worked. So I use it as kind of a playground for my own SEO strategies without worrying about getting an angry phone call for you.
0: Got it. So, okay. So I have burning question, which is the best weeding robot? Cause that is one of the reviews so, you have. I've checked it out.
1: Yeah. Well, funny enough. Um, if you, if you know what a Roomba is, basically there's these robots now that are basically like Roombas for your lawn. You just stick them <laughs> out there and then they sweep up. They don't sweep. They kind of, they're like those hedge trimmers. They cut down weeds as they sprout up. I nice. just reviewed one recently. It's called, uh, the turtle, um, weeding robot. And funny enough, someone actually lifted it right off our lawn. And no. Stole it a couple weeks. No, so seriously. They're, they're in hot demand. Yeah, no joke. Wow, so.
0: that's that's a hor- that's like insane. That's horrible. First of all, who does yeah. that? Why would you do that?
1: Well, and that's just bizarre. <laughs> horrible. Well, it works so well does it have GPS? It, unfortunately, it doesn't. It's oh. pretty low tech um it's designed to be kind of rugged and it's actually solar powered so oh, cool you not know, really charge it. you can just stick it out that's, that's the thing awesome. right that idea is you can just stick it out there and it does its own thing oh that's but, really uh, awesome okay uh, oversight if, if you have a room indoors no one's going to be afraid right. to no <laughs> but, uh, come back come back long, with my I weeding
0: robot me. you jackass
1: <laughs> yeah
0: right <laughs> okay so we're going to go from weeding robots To links, so you we were talking, you know, weeks and weeks ago. We're suddenly, what should we talk about in this podcast? You want to talk about links? I'm like, I get very um, cautious when a guest says, "Hey, let's talk about links," because I don't want to go down that black hat rabbit hole. You're like, "No, no, 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 no. this is white hat link building tactics that are natural and that work." And I'm like, "This is the white whale of the SEO industry. I don't believe you."
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But you say you have something, how to build links, white hat, natural run run this through for me because i am i'm beside myself in skepticism how does this work
1: yeah for sure so i'll kind of say the key concept that i want really most people to take away from this is that one size fits all link building doesn't really work that well it can work but it, it's, it typically takes a lot more time typically takes a lot more effort and i made the same mistake you know my personal background in software development and creating programs and I always think about everything like a system. How can I scale things, automate things? Cause if it's more repetitive than it, you can have someone who is less experienced do it and do it more quickly, et cetera.
0: Hence the probably. email. <laughs> Hello, friend. I noticed yeah, your post exactly. on. I would love to connect with you, friend. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. So
1: if you talk to any SEO. They can probably repeat that script to you verbatim. <laughs> right. Cause we all get that script multiple times a day for our own website and for sure many clients. So the whole point of the kind of what I wanted to talk about today is how do you look different than 95% of those other people asking for a link, right? Because the thing you have to separate is your goal at the end of the day, your kind of thought process is I want to gain links, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the first thing you should talk to somebody about is can you link to me, right? Another simple way to approach it would be to think what can I, how can I collaborate with someone? So that a link is an incidental consequence of, um, that outcome. Yeah. And that's but, where it's natural,
0: it, right? Cause you're, you have a relationship and it kind of makes sense.
1: Right. So, and it's not like there's, um, one of the things that I don't like is some people pretend like there's all these secrets and things. And re- really, from my point of view, it's not, not really a secret. If you look around and you really think about it, a lot of the stuff I'm going to talk about is going to be really obvious hindsight, but it, the, key thing is that 95 percent of people don't do it either because it doesn't fit their cookie cutter strategy or doesn't it might not be relevant you know, most of the ideas or like examples i mentioned probably are not going to be relevant to most people and most people aren't going to be able to implement all of them because they're, con, they're not contradictory they don't necessarily make sense right and so the whole point is really just to get you thinking so the question that i like to ask is what is you know what can i how can i look different from 95 percent of the generic Outreach emails that other people send. And then what is a unique value that me or my client can offer that others can't offer, that they literally can't do if, even if they wanted to, right? That's the basic idea. So, I,
0: I yeah, I love this stuff, right? I love it. Lo- I'd rather go into a strategy. It's like teaching somebody to fish versus, you know, just giving them a fish. Mm-hmm. So like, re- you run this to me because like it makes a lot of sense, right? Different vertical, different topic, different whatever it is. You have to have a different approach, how, can you give me like two examples or one example of two different varieties of how you would go about link building for two different types of content?
1: Yeah, for sure. So let me give you two examples that are complete, not completely but like pretty far from each other and that wouldn't really work for the same client. So one example I'll use for my own site. I don't have to reveal anything that could be secret, but my own site, I write reviews for different tech products and things like that. So what I realized is that some of these companies that Sell products online, e-commerce sites. They will link to other websites that reviewed their product because they want to show that their product is good, that people are saying good things about it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so I was thinking, well, you know, I review products. Why don't they link to me? Right. <laughs> so I was thinking, okay, how can we create a system for me to find those websites that are e-commerce, some sort of product that I would want to review? And if I reach out to them and they're already linking to other review sites, then there's a good chance that if I write a review that's helpful to readers and, you know, able to work with them if there's issues, things like that, then, um, you know, maybe they would link to my site too. So the whole concept there is basically I use tools like Ahrefs and others to find e-commerce sites that... Um, are linking to review sites because I know a lot of the review sites in the industry. So I look at their backlinks. I look at which ones are coming from e-commerce sites. And then I basically reach out to the e-commerce site. I'm not even talking about a link in the first email. I'm just reaching out to an audience that I know is already likely to link. And I'm just talking to them about, you know, I'd like to review your product. I think it's really interesting. I'm working on a list of the best. You know, and that's how a lot of the ones you saw on my site, like the one we talked yeah. about, the Weeding Robot, you know, I was interested in like, you know, robots and things like that. So I was like, okay, what are the sites that sell different kinds of robots that link to review sites? This was one of them. So I reached out to them and said, hey, can I review your product? And, you know, they said, okay, sure. So that's, that's a good one example here. But another example that I couldn't do at all, but works for one of our clients is what I like to call like a proofreading link building strategy. So if you have a doctor or a lawyer or some other licensed professional. Um, what you might have noticed is on websites like Healthline, it will have an article like you know, ten best ways to lose weight or something. At the top, it'll say this was you know proofread by right. such and such doctor, etc.
0: The hottest thing so, in SEO right now: it's f- boost your EAT with a medical review.
1: Exactly. So you can reach out to healthcare websites, like right? you know, sites that talk about health topics. offer to proofread them with one of your clients who's a doctor really it doesn't take that long to proofread an article you know they can just read it over give you some bullet points in terms of here are the things that need to be fixed and then if you're managing it for a client you know you can do the grammarly and like basic stuff you don't need to be a uh, like a medical expert to call out a typo right so
0: i'm wondering you know do it in the opposite right Mm -hmm. you know the review site you're doing the reviews people are going to love that review. Or they're going to link to you, but let's say you're the product site and mm-hmm. you want people to link to your product. And I always find that that side, is like the harder side
1: or you're, um, yeah, funny enough, you can do pretty much the same strategy in reverse, right? Cause since I've been doing this outbound effort, I've actually had companies reach out to me and say, Hey, we want to send you our product to write a review. Right. And you can do the same thing if you have an e-commerce site, you look for, you know, reviewers who link to e-commerce sites, um, you know, not just because there's a lot of review sites that mm-hmm. are just basically Amazon affiliate sites. They don't link out to anything, uh, but you want to look for, you know, review sites that actually do link out to e-commerce sites and then offer to send them. Right. What can you do? Cause here, it goes back to my question. Right. What can you do that's different? Than 95% of the generic? Outreach know right? Your e commerce that you make, presumably, a product that, you know, maybe there's other people in your industry, but there's not you know, a thousand people that make the same product, most likely. Right. Right. So you can send, you know, offer to send that to different people, and all you have to ask for is a review, right? So a lot, you know, just like any kind of outreach, of course, you're not a lot of percentage of people aren't going to respond, but um, it's a unique strategy that I think can work pretty well. And in some cases, you know, they might ask for, you know, like an advertising fee or something like that. Yeah. If you're reaching out to the right people, like I said, you pre-vet your list. People have already linked to them.
0: So note, if you're one of these sites who are taking in the product, you do have to disclose that you got the free product. Otherwise, Google will theoretically penalize you.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Do that. Exactly. Don't forget for that part. Yeah.
0: Like you have to yeah, say, yeah, hey, yeah, I, I got sure. a free product. They admit, which is fine. I mean, I don't think most people will look at the review like, yeah, of course, they sent you the product because they want the review. Where they say that you get to mail it back afterwards. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that one thing to recognize is there's more to it than just the fact that you have a link, right? A lot of these sites, if you reach out to more prominent ones or even YouTubers, right? Mm-hmm. Just because the link is no follow or marked a certain way is not necessarily the end of the world. Because no. These people are influencers on buying decisions, right? Yeah. Well, so, SEO example, is
0: not the be all end all of marketing. <laughs> Sorry to right, say here. that to all the SEOs listening to this SEO podcast.
1: Yeah. Um and you know the thing is a lot of those processes might work the same way because ultimately you're at least for me when I'm working with clients even we do some client SEO, my goal is to grow the client's revenue, mm-hmm. right. And so sometimes these different strategies, even though they, they don't result in a you know ideal link, they do result in sales and, and referral traffic, right. right. So for yep. like in this specific example, if you reach out to a reviewer, You know, you can check on Google who ranks for different keywords, right? If they're ranking number one for like best robots for long care or something, right? You can assume they're getting some traffic and you can verify that with Ahrefs. Even if they mark your link, you know, no credibility, no follow, definitely no SEO value, right? You're going to have people clicking through those articles and actually getting sales. So
0: yeah, most
1: definitely. that's, That's a simple suggestion for a review site. Another one that's very simple that, most people can't replicate, um, is you can, you can list like a really basic or like a really entry level coupon on your site. It's basically to bait out all the aggregators. There's a lot of coupon aggregator sites out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Retail me or not, right. whatever it is. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. thousands of them, right? And so what you can do is basically a lot of companies do this now. You can put a page on your site that's, you know, just optimized for brand name coupons and then have very kind of. Simple oh, nice coupon codes, and um, you know, thinking in terms of an e-commerce company, there's always add-on the things you can do for coupon codes that don't really cost you a lot, but do increase the value of the product. For example, um, I just working on the strategy for a local flower shop. Um, they sell online, so they're, you know with COVID and things like that, um, you need to sell online. And what they could do is they could offer like a coupon for free bow or something or like a you know special design on your um, flowers, right? And the point is that it doesn't have to be a coupon that's designed to really sell customers and really convert people and incentivize them to do it. But really, you're doing it to bait these coupon sites into it. Cause they're not, they don't have like a person like evaluating, hmm, should we include this coupon in <laughs> their aggregator? No, they're really just scraping, <laughs> they're scraping some sort of standard format, you know, posting it on the site. And, uh, presumably as long as the coupon actually works, um, you're doing it legitimately. And that's, that's another unique way that's that very
0: unique I never thought that's amazing it's you know, a good idea so. okay I have a bunch of questions I want to ask you about what you said so far but the the examples you've given are, are in a way fascinating do you have another one in your in your deck of of, of um...
1: yeah I can I can give you one I just thought of actually because you know thinking in terms of e-commerce because I, I was thinking to myself like would I do this if a company actually did this and I feel like I would a simple thing you could do is And this would work for Amazon review sites as well. Like people that do the same kind of thing that I do. If you email people like me and you say, Hey, I'm a company that makes a product you already reviewed on your site. You know, we'd like to give your readers an extra special discount or coupon or offer. You know, just put the code and the link in there. You know, would you please do it? Or, you know, you could, you could workshop it a little bit in terms of copywriting, but that, that seems like a pretty simple value proposition that I would at least I I might not necessarily say like yes and immediately do it, but I would entertain the conversation Mm -hmm. and see if we can work something out. Um, Just because that's another simple way that you know actually justifies the link, right? If you click this link, you get a special deal that you can't just get by clicking it on Amazon. Okay, now it makes sense why you would want to have it on there.
0: So I'm you know, I'm sitting here, I'm listening to talk, and I'm wondering, okay, so what do you do? Are you up at night in bed staring at the ceiling thinking? What kind of interesting and creative ways can I, can I build links that are not completely spammy? Like, I'm really asking, so how do you approach this? Like, what's your mentality?
1: Um, yeah, so my mentality is always to, is to think about it from like a more restrictive perspective in terms of what can, what can I do with this client that won't work on other clients? Or that, what can I do with this project that won't work on other projects? Right? You're basically deliberately looking for ideas that don't scale Mm -hmm. Um, because the total opposite
0: of what everybody's trying to do not scale
1: yeah because that'll help you identify the constraints are basically what breeds creativity if you think about it like a painter or whatever you know you have a specific canvas right that's all the space that you've got right so you have to think about like what are you putting on there that what are you specifically not putting on there right to create the best work of art right I'm not saying link building is painting paintings but it's the same (laughs) mental concept in terms of restricting what you can work with to just what would be unique for this specific project. Yeah, that's Um, an amazing point. Yeah, and I'm not, you know, inventing all this stuff on my my own. I read a lot of content. I consume a lot of content on my building. So just to give you some specific examples, you could look at, are a little wider, but they're not, they don't necessarily work for everybody. There's a concept called audio link building where you basically Reach out to bloggers and offer to transcribe their article um, in exchange for you know showing the sharing the embed code on their page. That one was from a guy named Julian. Oh, Goldie that's brilliant! That's awesome! That's a nice YouTube.
0: one. Sorry, I didn't catch his name. I apologize. I was talking over you. Yeah,
1: Julian Goldie on YouTube. Um, he's a YouTuber, relatively new channel, uh, but I've talked to the guy a few times and he you know, came up with the strategy. Another one I just learned recently. Um, this one is. Probably more relevant for like a B2B type of client. What I would call testimonial link building. This is basically where you, there's two prongs to it. One is with existing relationships, you basically reach out to every SaaS tool, every vendor that you have and offer to write a testimonial for them. But you know, as long as they can put it on our website and share the source with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a pretty simple one. And then the other side to it, I think a lot of people don't consider is proactively looking for consultants and people you can hire for an hour or two um that are also in the alley. So I got this idea from a book called Link Building Demystified by Matt McLear. I just read it over the weekend on uh, Audible. Nice. But, you know, there's a lot of these, you know, little unique strategies you can kind of pick and choose and build up your toolbox. And then whatever makes sense for a specific client, or you can put a unique twist on it.
0: Are you specific, let's say let's say the um, the review right? I'm oh, sorry, the uh, the testimonial rather. Yeah. Are you specifically asking? Hey, is this going to be a no follow link?
1: Um, no, I wouldn't even ask. Just because on average, most people, unless you're working, the thing is with most people, it's only really in the SEO industry that people think, <laughs> like, oh, is it going to be no follow, be <laughs> follow? Right. You know, like if you're working in most industries, most linking. people don't like think about it. And if you just you know you just ask it, hey, you can you please link to the source. Eight out of ten times, it'll be a follow link. And sure, you'll get a couple of no follows in there, but I, I wouldn't sweat them. Because really, yeah, the mindset that I think most people need to have on this is you're really relationship building, right? Because maybe if their first link is a no follow, that doesn't mean this person is dead to you, right? You can work yeah. with someone on the content, continue developing that. Yeah, absolutely. Mentally you can get work on something that would end up being
0: a So before I get into this fun little game that I have with you, the, the burning question, that I, the one burning question that I have left is, many burning questions, but the burning question. So you're, you're, you're taking all these tips. You're finding a really unique opportunity. You're really thinking, okay, where is my unique? Like, you know, where's my in? Where's my unique in with this particular um, vertical or this particular type of site, whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Let's go with the um, let's go with the reviews. Right. You're you're reaching out to to, you want someone to review your product. You mail them your product. You give them a free subscription to your product, whatever it is. And they're a big site and they've got hundreds of these requests coming in. How do you stand out in the request itself?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would take a step back and really think about it. You know, if if the person you're reaching out to is already getting you know, 95%, like if they're already getting a lot of these requests, I would really study, you know, are they actually doing, are they converting on any of these requests? Meaning, do you see them working with, do they talk about how they work with, um you know, uh, uh, companies that make products and actually create content around them, right? So an example would be, like, a YouTuber that I watch is called MKBHD. And I know that he works with different companies because he talks about how, you know, he worked with Tesla on this thing or he got a review copy from Apple on this thing. Right, so you know that this person does actually work with these types of relationships and opportunities. if you know that they do, then try to look for what's the pattern. Like, what do they, what do they seem to like, and what do they don't like? Do they work with small companies ever? Right, some of these big news sites they just you know don't even bother. Right, right. so you have to yeah. make sure you're reaching out. So it's kind of funny. The the best script writing happens in the list building stuff before you even write a script. Right, are you reaching out to people that are likely to respond to this script? Um, If the answer is no, then you either need to change your script or build a different list.
0: Yeah. Or just send it anyway, right? No, I'm joking. (laughs) Okay. So, with with that, uh, we can dig this for a really long time, but I don't have a really long time. Sure. I have a sort of fun little thing that I do called Optimize It or Disavow It. It's where I give you two either really good options and you're stuck choosing one good option over another good option, or as in this case, Two really crappy options, and you're stuck with the uncomfortable notion of choosing one really crappy option over another really crappy option. So, this is the Hike Sakyan version of Optimize It or Disavow It. Your choices are when building links, would you either reach out to people on LinkedIn telling them that you could offer them a guest? a great guest posting or would you reach out to some old lady via email promising them money for every link they put up on their website, both horrible, horrible options. Which one would you do?
1: Um, you know, I'll, I'll say I'd have to do the LinkedIn option <laughs> just because if you as it just go back to what I said, if you build the right list that is more likely to accept, then it could actually work. The first the second one kind of, you know, Too small of a demographic, right?
0: I don't know any old ladies who are running websites, but if they were.
1: I mean, I know a few, but uh, yeah, you're going to have a harder time there. Right.
0: Okay. So, I, Hike, I appreciate this. I do not want to receive anything from you in my LinkedIn box asking for a link, please. Though I kind of doubt that I'll get that from you. Um, And I really appreciate you coming on. This is really interesting. The examples were amazing and it's super actionable.
1: Yeah. Ha- happy to help. Uh, one kind of quick thing that we people with um, just because I know it's something I, I don't know if I fully answered this the last time. You're asking you know, what could you offer in a script that would make you stand out? Mm-hmm. And this is another area where I think you really need to think uniquely about what you do. So specific examples that don't really cost anything to do, but are hugely valuable to the person is introductions to key contact. Right? If you're talking to a reviewer, Right, maybe you know the guy at the larger company that they would want to know, oh, and cool. you could offer them an introduction. Right, that's um, nice. Another thing a lot of consultants can do is you can offer to teach them something, uh, uh, teach them about something that they care about. So, for example, you, this is something that I could even do. Right, if I'm reaching out to other reviewers that I want to collaborate with, I could offer to do some training or coaching on, on SEO. Right, it's going to take a couple, maybe an hour or two of my time, but the point is that the return on that can be pretty high if I'm talking to the right people. Awesome. And then there's a few kind of generic ones, right? You know, don't offer <laughs> right. a, a shout out or something on your Facebook group. There's only two <laughs> people your Facebook group. Or, you know, like I mention in your newsletter, there's only one person in your newsletter, right? right. You want to be able to, you know, really, if you have those things, mention the numbers, right? You can say, hey, I want to promote your product or whatever in my newsletter of 10,000 people. Now you have an interesting pitch. Right. So.
0: That's awesome. I appreciate you coming back to that. I really do. That was yep. awesome. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Stay well, um, stay inside because we're still in COVID while we're recording this. And um, thanks for the link building tips, man. Thank you. You got Pleasure. it. Pleasure. All right. And that will do it for today's episode of the InSearch SEO podcast. Check out a new episode of the InSearch SEO podcast next Tuesday as Jason Dodge joins us to talk about Amazon targeting small businesses with search ads.